Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my growing day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord, and you forgive the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with sounds of deliverance. Lord bless with this reading. Amen. Dear good morning, everyone. I greet you all in the name of Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And many who are joining online, I also take the privilege to welcome you all joining on the Zoom. And uh, those who had come for the first time, a warm welcome. Today, as the portion was read out to you, you were very familiar with this particular psalm. And uh, the topic also must be a very, very popular or very uh, uh, well-known uh, topic or theme that we commonly use. Confession. I call it as a spiritual discipline. I want to ask you, do you remember a time that you went and disclosed your misdeeds or wrongs or any mistakes you committed? When was that? Maybe as a young child, okay? And uh, children are caught very popularly among the siblings or in a family atmosphere. The parents know where the children do the mixtures and they are easily caught, right? And do you remember a particular occasion you made a mistake and took it to yourself for a frank admission of your wrongdoing or accepting your fault, acknowledging that you committed a mistake? And how was that occasion? Was it very pleasant? I don't think you will feel very pleasant to go and no. say, I have made a mistake. I'm very sorry about it. Okay, we even blush even to say sorry, even knowingly you commit a mistake. Yeah, that's one way of confession. And also, geologically speaking, confession is another very prominent term in setting our faith statements and our beliefs. But today, as part of the ongoing series of our studies, we have taken this topic called confession and we took the acronym ACTS, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving and Supplication. The following two, 
thanksgiving and supplication will come in the course of our series. Last week we saw about adoration. The very fact of adoration is knowing who God is and acknowledging the almighty God. Yes. So once you have the knowledge of God and who the Lord is, how great and awesome he is, that will lead you to the second level of, you know, God's uh, uh, go godly life. That's what we are going to see. I want you to just focus your attention to the verse. I would call that as a theme verse, verse 5, 6, 7 from Psalm 32. Then I acknowledge my sins to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, everyone who is godly pray to you while you may be found. Surely, when the mighty waters rise, they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Well, the psalm started with the blessings of the forgiven sinner. And this Psalm 32 also can go along with Psalm 51. Although the Psalm 51 is place much later and ideally it should have come on the uh, prior to psalm 32 and this psalm 32 is one of the important confession song or confession hymn in our christian life and uh, this confession act of confession is one that will lead you to god and uh, that will start with this very discipline, the discipline of confession of self. I ask you, how did you feel when you confess your sin or your mistake or your blunder to either to your parent or to your sibling or to your friend or to your teacher? There was a particular family, the siblings, you know, as usual, will always have some fights. And uh, the younger one, by mistake, kept playing with the watch, wristwatch of his father. And when children fiddle with watch, what would happen? They miss, you know, mishandle it, misappropriate it. I have done that myself. Okay. But uh, luckily my father caught me before I fiddled with the wristwatch. But unfortunately that uh, between the two siblings, the younger sibling, you know, kept triggering the watch and kept winding the watch and finally the watch stopped. He took the watch quietly, left it on the table and proceeded out. Thinking nobody has seen what he has done to the watch. After a while, as usual, the young elder brother noticed from far off and came after the younger sibling. Hi, brother, what happened? He said, nothing. No, no, I saw you fiddling with the watch and I think the watch stopped. Was it, didn't it? And he said, hey man, did you notice that? So he pleaded, come on, have mercy on me. Don't tell dad. All right, all right, all right. I will not tell dad. Just relax. And then went on. And the next day came when he got his cookies and all his, you know, chips. And the elder brother came and said, come on, guy. You remember? Watch. All right. Yeah, yeah. I remember the watch. But what's your problem? 
I want all your cookies and all your uh, chips to me. No, no, I, I want to enjoy myself. No, no, no. Now listen, if you don't give, I'm going to tell that. Now you got the story. Okay, so it went on for a couple of days. The guy was trapped between unconfessed sin or covered up sin. Or his misery was increasing every day. The elder brother kept threatening him every day. Give, 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 give. And the poor young fellow, you know, just to cover up his mistakes, he kept giving all his cookies and uh, chips and all the edibles and eatables in his pocket money. And the younger brother realized, how can I escape from this situation? He went to dad. He said, dad, you remember your watch stopped two days back and you took it to the uh, watch repairer and the watchmaker repaired and gave you, I'm sorry, dad, that was me who fiddled your watch. Oh, my son, I, I know you are the one who did it. Never mind, it's all right. So what happened? And really, sorry, dad, please forgive me. He said, all right, all right. I know my children, you play with the watch. You do a lot of mixtures at home. I have prepared because I needed a watch. Next day came. You can imagine the elder brother came bullying. <laughs> said, hey, man, watch, watch out. He said, yes, yes, I'm watching out. What's your problem? Now I'm going to tell dad said come let's go to dad and dad was watching from far off that is called confession that's called confession so in bible the confession stories are plenty would you like to recall some of those people who did not confess who lived like the younger brother adam and eve any others and somebody made a false confession saul the king repented but not fully but you remember the story of King David. And we also remember the prominent parable of the prodigal son. Remember, how did he come back to confess? Can you recall? How did he say? He made a decision within himself as per the parable. He will go to his father. He will confess. Father, I sinned against heaven and against you. And he repented and went back to the father. There is another parable Jesus talked about, about the prayer of a Pharisee, about the prayer of the tax collector. The tax collector, he bet on his chest and said, I am a sinner, Lord have mercy on me. And Jesus proclaimed, the one who came confessing his sins went justified. So we have enough illustration in Bible for our life of confession. And when we have such a big relief that can come to you and that's what the psalmist is writing in psalm 32 when he wrote this psalm blessed is the he whose transgressions are forgiven blessed is the man whose sin the lord does not count you hear similar the blissful life christ talked about in the beatitudes in in matthew chapter 5 and here theologians call this the beatitude of confession and that comes from the self it is a disclosure a person will make before the lord god almighty and it has to become uh, uh, the discipline for all of us and therefore we are studying this components of prayer which would always come along with this adoration 
knowing who got that and how great our Lord is, and that will make you know who you are. The moment you realize who you are, this is what is going to happen. The discipline falls in place. Confessing about yourself. How did this psalmist do? The psalmist, if you remember David the king, he had made a big blunder in his life. He schemed it. He executed his master plan to commit sin. You know how the great authors write about how the sin can do to you? It is such a thing that will take you too far that you cannot even retrieve back. And this would be such a thing that you will start spending but not realizing how much you will spend. And I will read this quote. Sin will always take you farther that you want to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, and cost you more than you intended to pay. And that is how the situation will arise when we go unconfessed people. And uh, therefore, this spiritual discipline of confession, as we re recognize from the life of King David, he calls the number of list of sins. It's not simply called a sin. There are four words psalmist is using here in his confession. Number one, if you look at chapter the 32 of Psalm verse one, whose transgressions are forgiven. What do you mean by transgression? The transgression is something trespassing, going beyond the boundaries. That's what happened in his life. And then he says in the verse two, blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count. The word sin from the Hebrew word, word term that is used for sin is missing the mark. And sure, he missed the mark. And then he goes on to say in verse 5, Then I acknowledge my sin to you. I did not cover up my iniquity. What does the iniquity mean? That is morally being deprived, being perverted, being distorted. And then he also says, uh, verse chapter 32, verse 2, second portion, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. So the deceit is that being fraud or being, you know, guile or, you know, cheating or destroying all the uh, whatever, you know, uh, the clues that is available, F being a fraud, I could, I would say. He used four such terms to indicate how his condition was. And what did happen to him? For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of a summer. If you look at the story of Psalmist, David, the king, after committing an evil of having adultery with Bathsheba and scheming out, plotting the death of uh, the Uriah, the husband, and taking this widowed woman, Bathsheba, as his wife, he made excellent plan of cover-up. He concealed it. The opposite of confession is concealing. And so in his life, he executed all his master plan of covering it up. Every time we also end up doing that. And Adam and Eve did a perfect job of covering themselves from the shame, from the fear. They thought they will hide, they will go and hide themselves. And yes, the sin is going to find you out. 
the lord is not going to leave you like that therefore what it happened in the life of very king david he was taking months and it went on for months nathan the prophet was sent knowing the heart of david who will break before the almighty god and he kept his discipline and he was led to the confession until then he was losing his life his health was going off getting sucked away and so what it happened he comes with a contrite heart that's what we see he write he wrote in psalm 51 the contrite heart the broken heart the lord does not despise so he comes to the lord making his acknowledgement for his sins and i said i will confess my transgression to the lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin uh, my sin yes if you go through the number of great saints who wrote like bonhoeffer who wrote in the book called life together he calls people not simply saints the sinners fellowship of sinners to come and disclose about ourselves in the congregation of all the sinners yes we are the blood-bought children as i mentioned in my greetings we are bought by the blood of jesus christ washed by the blood of jesus christ redeemed by the blood that jesus shed on the cross of calvary yes and so the sinners come together we come to the realization we are not here by our merits and similarly richard foster in his celebration of discipline he also says we are in the fellowship of sinners who are bought by the blood of jesus christ and we know there are many such confession books written by augustine in his chapters and he all is calling us to examine self to come with a confession that would make you only come with a contrite heart that's what we see the prodigal son and the tax collector about whom jesus mentioned indicated that there is a broken heart and willingness to admit and accept and own the responsibility for the fallenness and then what would happen then you are led to delight in the lord the delight comes here as i read from chapter 32 psalm verse 7 uh, chapter 32 verse 6 therefore who is godly pray to you while you may be found surely when the mighty waters rise they will not reach you are my hiding place you will protect me from trouble and you surround me with the songs of deliverance this act of discipline comes into force you start delighting the songs of salvation going to surround you look at the big relief the relief came to the very psalmist in his life he could cherish his the presence of god within him and the songs of salvation surrounding him and therefore this life of confession in your life is it leading you to the next level that is what i would call confession for family do you look any occasion in the families of god in bible you would see the failed families 
there are number of them number of them for simple example you know the very life of saul when he was a king he was failing and he could not really plead for his family whereas god needed to bring another family of david to replace him and he prayed for his family he instructed his family he passed on the values to the family there is the family praying for the to love the lord above all other responsibility we have a best example of joshua who said he went before all the people of god and it is so worth reading that particular passage if you turn with me to book of joshua chapter 24 he says from verse 14 he says now fear the lord and serve him with all faithfulness throw away the gods your forefathers worshiped beyond the river and in egypt and serve the lord but if you, but if serving the lord seems undesirable to you then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether gods your forefathers served beyond the river of the gods of amorites in whose land you are living but as for me and my household we will serve the lord he brought in the reinforcement of serving the lord and loving the lord and he stood for his family and similarly we have so many great servants of god who prayed for the family and the best example we would see lately and this value needs to be passed on i was impressed by the two incidents in acts chapter 10 you would see cornelius a centurion and a jailer in chapter 16 they are nothing to do with jesus christ or christianity if you know cornelius was such a godly man and it is indicated about him chapter 10 of acts it's very impressively written by the writer i am so moved by that and how many families can be called in this manner the author indicates about cornelius chapter 10 verse 1 at caesarea there was a man named cornelius a centurion in what was known as the italian regiment he and all his family were devout and god fearing he gave generously to those who in need and prayed to god regularly a family he was taking through and come along with me to chapter 16 of acts of apostle and this is where sir paul and silas were jailed and then they were delivered and here the jailer is calling out in verse 29 chapter 16 verse 29 the jailer called for light rushed in and fell trembling before paul silas he then brought them out and asked says what must i do to be saved they replied believe in the lord jesus and you will be saved you and your household household then they spoke the word of the lord to him to all others in the house all that at that hour of the night the jailer took them and washed their wounds and then immediately he and all his family were baptized what a transformation bringing the family together passing on the value what you learn from the lord are they faithfully passed on 
If that is not happening, it's a time to confess. Many a times we control children and we try to put them in various tuition centers, coaching centers. What is the effort I have taken to pass on the biblical teachings and values? And there we say, oh, I leave it to the freedom of the children. But to make them somebody in the world, we put all the pressure, spend all the money. And then lastly, I would like to indicate in the Confession for Family, disciplines where it is needed, where the discipline is needed. There are lots of verses I can go on quoting, but definitely I would like to highlight the life of Job. Job, every time after the families get together, he will call his family for a time of confession and time of, time of restoration. It is nicely said in book of Job. I would like you to refer to book of Job chapter one, and I will read it before you. Job chapter one, verse five, it says like this. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would send and have them purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking perhaps my children have sinned and curse God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. He will call them, purify them. Do we do that? This is where the discipline comes. The family will know, children will know, Rest of the family members will all identify, I need to go before the Lord. So in this way, just take for a moment to see, are you doing that as a family? A family that prays together will stay together. Or is there a confession taking right inside the family? Parents, father, mother, children, brother, sister, siblings, uncle, auntie, grandpa, grandma, all of you are able to reconcile at the time of your family prayer. If that is happening, I can challenge that family will be the most blessed family. Are you growing up in such a family? If not, will you like to see your family like that? Then it takes you to confess for the church. Are we all maturing to eat the solid food? That's what Paul is all the time addressing. Paul is all the time saying, he, after ministry to the Corinthians, he says, you are still so small children. How will I feed you with the solid food? So the church needs people like the leaders who will pray for them and will caution and alert them and try to pull them up for maturity. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, he also indicates how long you'll be like children taking simple milk you need to grow up yes we need to pray for the church to grow up in maturity and are we raising many leaders we've been listening to the word of god for nearly 30 40 50 years and have we crossed to the level of maturity how would you keep in the scale of your maturity from 1 to 10 from point 1 you learned psalm 23 memorize john 3:16 where have you moved up in maturity, knowing the word of God? Are we raising many leaders in this church? If you are not doing, it's time for us to confess. 
and is the mentoring taking place Christ call in his great commission go and not only simply baptize many a times we end up only indicating how everyone needs to be baptized but Jesus gave very clear instruction it shall be resounding in your hearts all the time I would like to reiterate that chapter 28 of Matthew and verse 19 and 20 therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Ghost teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you not only teaching to make them obey everything and are we doing that level of uh, ministering in the church otherwise it is time for us to confess for this our failures are areas of our shortcomings and Christ prayed for the unity of the very his own disciples and for the church we read in John chapter 17 yes we are people from diverse culture and even from church are we praying and confessing if we are divided and very easy for me to identify where we are divided it doesn't take much time for me to find faults in everyone here in me and my wife and my family and where we are divided where we are making lots of division among ourselves based on various issues and we're quick to find faults but are we from finding faults are ready to recover to work back our dynamics to unite ourselves as Jesus prayed for his disciple and this will make us to pray for the nation brother rightly indicated tomorrow our independence day independence was you know shouted for years and we were shouting for freedom yes we are we setting this country free of sin evil corruption yes on behalf of the leaders of the country we are called to pray and this is a good occasion as we are here in celebrating the 75th anniversary of the independence day are we praying for our leaders confessing for the nation people who oppose christianity they've been always there right from the time of jesus right from the early disciples and we know all the disciples were even martyred and they were the people who gave their life it wasn't the easy life they lived because they lived under opposition and it is going to happen to you and for me and people of nation to our nation to know jesus christ that's why jesus came he said i've come into the world that all may have salvation the father god gave his only begotten son so that all may receive the free gift of eternal life it is not for the christians to enjoy it is not for the selective group of people but for the nation so how much are we going to confess for the nation we recognize the component of prayer the one aspect of prayer is confession confession is an aid to be healed changed and transformed and we very very quickly can recall how many other sects use this opportunity with uh, their confession chamber for people to confess but are we ready to confess and seek God's pardon and say sorry to him seek God to forgive us then I will tell you the blissful life the blessedness of life is going to flow into you you will live with freedom independency 
We all want to be independent, right? And children, if you are in a, in a small uh, home where children are there, they all would like to be independent, free from all the parents. Okay, now here you want to live a sin-free life? Gate is confession. Gate is confession. It is, you think it is very hard? Actually, it is very hard to live with the guilt. Go unconfessed uncovered and that's what happened to psalmist but he is the one who says all my sins iniquities transgression decide are taken away he is a free man thereafter and so he is calling the people to pray people who are godly to pray how godly your life is how blessed your life is you know many a times you hear this quick statement ah iska dua the prayers of so-and-so will not even go beyond this uh, terrace. Is that how you are commented? How is your prayer life? Our life is hindered because of sin. They are concealed. And therefore, there are lots of Bible verses. You know, God is calling people to confess. When he wrote, when He Jesus recited the Lord's prayer to the disciple, he said, Seeking forgiveness is component of the prayer in the Lord's prayer. Forgive our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. So seeking God's forgiveness is component of the prayer. And also we read in other places about how I need to break my heart, pour out my heart in the presence of God even uh, uh, James, he writes in chapter 5, verse 16, he says, confess sins one to another. So in a family of God, we are called to confess to each other. And Proverbs 28, verse 13, he says, if you conceal your sin, you will become miserable. You confess your sin, you will find mercy. Therefore, according to the remainder of this week, if we confess our sin, look at how God is righteous to forgive and give us redemption and forgiveness of sin. I close this sermon once again reading the remainder of the week saying from 1 John verse 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteous, unrighteousness. What a gift we have. So, Covering up the sin you think is lighter, I'll tell you that it's going to be harder. But it's not too complex. It's not too difficult. It's so easy. The Lord kept his gates open. He's the father, as he indicated in the, the story of the prodigal son in the parable, he's waiting father to receive the son who will come and confess to him. He is putting us back to the original position. So our adoration, takes you the confession, leaves me the confession of this omniscient God whose eyes are watching all the time. Now let us look at for a moment in quietness. How are we going to take away these lessons in your life? Have you made this conciliation, reconciliation with God? Quite in your heart. If there is unconfessed sin right in you, it is the gracious God who says, I am ready to set you free, son. Tell what you have, you have committed. Some, 
sometimes we remember, you know, you say everybody is doing, let me do that, what is there? And you only to confess to yourself, don't forgive yourself within saying, oh, that sin is okay, that is all right. Tell God, yes, Lord, I have covered up my miserability, my anger, my pride, my backbiting, my accusation against my brothers. It is time you say, sorry, Lord Jesus, forgive me, O Lord. And it's going to be a big relief. You will be set free right now. Freedom comes to you. And focus in the last one week, what you have offended in your brother's sister's circle. If you come with even your offering, he says, leave it, go and set right things with God, with the brothers and sisters. And so when you have to see God in his glory, you cannot with, come with the shadows and all the curtains that are hiding, those sins that are hiding you from looking at God. He's a God, no sinful eye can stare on him. Confess right now. Are you confessing for self? Are you confessing for your family, for your failures? You may be a small child or a grown-up child. You may be a father, mother, husband, wife, grandpa, grandma, uncle, auntie. Why not confess for your family, for the failed areas where you should have passed on the very purity of life, godliness to the, life, to the family members, as did Job, do, Job did in the scripture we see from his life. Are you confessing for the church? How much you plead for the church? Like the way Paul pleaded before the Lord, he was praying in the labor pain. How much pain that inflicts on you when you pray for the church? Very easy to point. Oh, this church is failing. This member is failing. Pastor is failing. Elders are failing. Deacons are failing. Oh, you described all their failures. Did you pray for them? Plead like the way Paul the apostle pleaded. Are you praying for this nation? If you and I don't pray for this nation, who will pray? It's not the missionaries sitting somewhere in other countries. Am I going to pray? Yes. If you are convinced at this moment, it's a time you restore. And you go, all your burdens laid at the feet of Christ Jesus, whose blood washes you from all sins. Praise be to God. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for taking us through this confession. The very act of confession is act of our prayer. The psalm writer set a good stage for us, flow for us, for a blessed life, blissful life in Psalm 32 and Psalm 51. Yes, Lord, you have taken away my iniquity, transgression, guilt, and all my fraud and decide. Yes, Master, you have set me free to sing songs of salvation, deliverance, and they are surrounding me. Yes, Lord, it's the God whom I serve. He is, Lord, surrounding me. And he is holding my hands and say, you are my saint. You are my holy child in whom I'm well pleased. Yes, Lord, because your blood has covered me. All my sins are washed away, rolled away, rolled away. All my sins are rolled away. So we go from this place as forgiven sinners and a team of people, Lord, leaping forth with joy along with psalmist. Thank and praise you, O Lord, for putting us into the fellowship of your beloved children. 
and I thank and praise you for this blissful life in our confessed life. I offer this prayer in the name of Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ and the love of the Father God and the sweet communion and abiding fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for joining and God bless you. Have a quick cup of tea for you. And uh, those who have come for the first time, please take time to meet with us and we'll be happy to connect with you. God be with you all. Thank you.